guys, welcome back to Four Eyes, the podcast series that gives you a clear view into the optometry world across Canada and the U.S. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Amrit Bilku. I'm Dr. Deepan Kar. Hi, I'm Dr. Bravinder Rindava. And I'm Dr. Alex Kuhn. John, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. And for our listeners who might not know who you are and what company you work for, can you please give us an introduction about yourself and the brand? Um, well, again, my name is John Olkowski. I am a practicing ophthalmologist here in, in Honolulu with an office also on Maui. I'm a cornea specialist, been in practice for over 30 years. Um, have a big dry eye practice, cornea practice, LASIK practice. Um, in addition to that, the, the other fairly new endeavor is, is New Sight Medical. So uh, New Sight Medical is a company that uh, was started four or five years ago to introduce the new list device to the market. So I serve as the, the chairman of the board of New Sight Medical, founder uh, and you know, medical director of New Sight Medical. So just to get things started here, how did you come up with the idea and the design of the New Lids device? So New Lids started about nine years ago um, wow. in practice. As I mentioned, I see a lot of dry eye patients and we see a lot of meibomian gland disease, a lot of blepharitis. So for years and years, I was telling patients that you need to scrub your lids. Here, take these lid scrubs home, scrub your lids. And they would continuously come back into the office. And I said, well, how are the, how are the lid scrubs doing? And they would say, yeah, they're still on the shelf at home. And I go, yeah, I can tell. I can see that they're still on the shelf at home. You haven't been using them. And the lids just look terrible. So I wanted to come up with a quicker, faster, easier way for patients to do that. So one day I came home and took my electric toothbrush to my eyelids and oh. said, well, how come no one's done this before? <laughs> and decided that it should be doable, but just has to have to find a safe method to do that. Yeah. So after several meetings at Starbucks by my house with a, with an electrical engineer and my then nine-year-old son who was involved with the planning process of this, um, we came up with some initial concepts. And some of the initial concepts were, you know, sort of electric toothbrush brush based. And then it evolved into the, the current form after a number of years and a number of engineers and mechanical engineers and electrical engineers. The goal was to come up with something that was quick, fast, and easy for patients to use on a daily basis. Because we know compliance is important. And if something takes too long, compliance just dwindles. And so if something is quick and fast and you know, readily available, compliance hopefully will, will be better. And indeed, that's, that's been the case you know, with, with my patients on the device. I've obviously got the longest history with the device and I've been using this on patients for probably five years now since the first you know, initial studies were done. Even done on my dogs five years ago. So that was the, the initial <laughs> study. The initial proof of concept was, was on dogs. You know, my dogs, neighbor's dogs, and any dogs that I knew would hold still enough to get their lids scrubbed and, and uh, realize that okay, it's safe around eyes. And then we went into human trials after that. Yeah. What I'm really curious to know is what was that deciding factor when you wanted to put your toothbrush 
on your eyelids. Like what, what was going through your mind when you just decided to push it up a little bit higher on the face? I figure, I mean, it, it can't hurt. It can't hurt. <laughs> if I, I mean, and I, I know, I know corneas really know well. I know eye belt holes well, and I know what they can tolerate. So I know as long as I can keep it on the lid margin, it's not going to do any damage. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, with that said, you know, electric toothbrush, if it hits the eyeball, it hits the cornea, yeah, it's going to be damaged. So my goal was to come up with a design that would not hurt eyeballs, that is safe for patients to use. And indeed, we've done that. You know, we've, we've done, we may get into this later, but we've done three quarters of a million treatments worldwide with no adverse events so it's it's really proved its safety and i've done clinical trials on on cadaver corneas as well too from the the eye bank uh that has shown you know really strong safety profile for the device yeah nice That's awesome. but I, I like i like tinkering with things i like coming up with ideas and and this was this was one of them that i thought was very very applicable to to my field and, and my patients and i thought it was something that could really help a lot of people. I, um, I early on vetted it with, with one of my mentors, the, the cornea specialist who got me into cornea during residency. And he's a real straight shooter. He'll tell you exactly what he feels. He won't sugarcoat it at all. So I saw him at one of the meetings and told him about it. And he said, just do it. Don't talk to a lot of people, just <laughs> yeah. do it and go forward with it. So when he gave the get-go, I mean, that again, gave me some more incentive to continue to, to move along with the process. Yeah, awesome. How does the new lid system exactly work to help alleviate dry eye disease? And how is this different from other lid care products and devices like over-the-counter lid wipes and in-office procedures um, like Blefex? The mechanism of action is, is, is we feel multifactorial. So, you know, there is a, a cleaning action. There's a debriding action with the device. But I think one of the very important factors is also the massaging action and the, the, the amount that it does it. There's a lot in the dental literature regarding electric toothbrushes versus manual toothbrushes. There's a, a Cochrane report which you know, tallies all of the data of 3,000 articles comparing electric to manual toothbrushes. And there's, there's overwhelming data that the electric toothbrush is better. And so we carried that over to the, the new lids concept of this being, you know, significantly better. And it, it's like doing lids, manual lid scrubs a thousand times in the time you could do a manual lid scrub. So it just does it quicker and faster and more efficiently and adding the, 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 the repeated massaging action to it. Um, so from a manual versus a mechanical scrub perspective, it's just, it's just faster and quicker and more efficient. Um, as far as differentiating from, you know, other devices on the market, you know, namely the, the micro exfoliation of, of the Blefex device, that's an in-office device, you know, used, you know, by doctors or technicians on patients in office. And it's designed as such, you know, it's, it's designed to be used in office. It would be a little challenging challenging for patients to use that at home. Um, some of the differences in its mechanism of action is that our device, and I designed it this way specifically, is, is oscillating versus rotational. And oh, okay. rotational, rotational devices are sometimes hard to control. Um, mm -hmm. if, you've ever, if you've ever buffed a floor with a floor buffer and you tilt <laughs> it a little bit too much in one direction, it just goes skidding off. 
yes. um, similarly, you know, the, the rotational devices that can kind of kind of skid off of your lid margin, but you have to hold it in very, very strict control, thus the need to have it done by a technician or a, a practitioner. The oscillating brush head, number one, I think it feels more comfortable, certainly more forgiving as far as being able to be done by a patient. So that was part of the, the mechanical changes, the mechanical challenges of getting this device to market was creating, turning a rotational motor inside the device to oscillating head on top of the device. And, but I, I just felt it was absolutely necessary from a safety profile if this was gonna be done at home. It had to be, it had to be oscillating and not mm -hmm. rotational, and thus it is. Um, some of the other, the big safety features are the, the soft tip, the brush head itself. And mm -hmm. that take a lot of design concepts in that, you know, as you look at it, and if you, I'm sure you, you felt it and kind of tried it on yourselves, you can see that the edges are super smooth and super round that you're not going to do any damage, you know, anywhere. And even the bristles themselves are soft. And as mm -hmm. I mentioned, I did, I did uh, studies with cadaver corneas where you know, I mashed it onto a cornea and it barely had a couple little SPK is about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Light dab did nothing. And the, the brush is actually designed, I don't know if you've tried this, that when you turn the device on and you push on the, the soft tip head, it will stall out. So if you're pushing mm -hmm. too hard on the lid margin, it will stop oscillating. So you can't really push too hard and cause damage to the eyeball, to the eyelid. Yeah. So a lot of safety features built into it for that purpose. And, um, and again, the disposable heads so that you have a nice clean tip to use each time. Because as we know, there's lots of bacteria on the lid margins. And so that patients can have a, you know, a nice, you know, safe, safe cleaning process. With the, um, I mentioned to you about the clinical trials we did. We had started, you know, initially with the dog trial. I guess we did do trials after the dog trials. Um, <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go circle back to that again. Um, so, so it wasn't directly dog trials and right to market. Um, so, so the first human trials were in my office, and I had patients come in and do it on themselves once a week for four weeks, mm -hmm. and that was scary. And watching patients do it on themselves. And so when doctors, as we're rolling this out and we sense some apprehension on practitioners to adopt this and bring this into the practice, I had the same apprehension five years ago, four years ago when I was doing this and I'm watching patients and I'm hoping they're not gonna hurt themselves you know, in my exam lane. I'm watching them very closely do it. And we kind of came up ways, the, the safe ways for them to do it, how to hold it. The device I intended to hold in one one way with your finger up at the edge so you have really nice tight control on the device. When people started using it, you know, women in particular started holding it like a mascara brush. That yeah. became sort of the, the adopted way to do it. And it was, the, they found it very easy that way. So after that initial trial, and we had really quite good results despite only four treatments once a week for four weeks, we had you know improvement of my bone gland score improvement in tear breakup time and OSDI on that short trial. Then we moved up to the next, the new LITS2 trial, which was the multi-center trial where patients actually took the device home for a month and did it on themselves. 
that rose, uh, there, was, there was some more angst in me at that point as well, too, in that, you know, now people are taking it home and I can't watch them do it. <laughs> so again, a little scary. And so again, I, I, the, the apprehension that some people may have, but again, we did, you know, a lot of treatments in the new lid two trial and had, you know, zero adverse events. Patients did really, really well with it. I was going to bring up, I do like this, another safety feature that the brush head stops rotating after every 15 seconds. It's a good way to keep track of time. Yeah. Right. So that, so that patients know that they're doing a certain amount of, of time. And again, yeah. that can be brought back also to the dental model has that as well too, that we know, you know, that you're treating a sufficient amount of time. Yeah. And, you know, our, our recommended time during the Newlitz 2 trial was one minute, one mm -hmm. minute of treatment, so 30 seconds per eye. And that came about, frankly, because I thought it sounded good. It sounded like a good time that people could buy into, yes. that they could find one minute in their day to do this. And so those outstanding results we have of the Newlitz 2 trial where you know, 80% improvement in my bomian glands yielding liquid secretion, 50% improvement in OSDI, and a 60% improvement in tear breakup time is all for just one minute a day. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I relay this to patients that, you know, we can improve your symptoms by 50%, all you got to do is this one thing, one minute a day. And they said, okay, I can do one minute a day. And so yeah. do we know if two minutes is better? No. Do we know if twice a day is better? No. Will we know that as time goes on and people try different things and more practitioners like yourselves use the device? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I look forward to that. You know, can we, can we make this better? Can we, you know, even improve on its already, you know, good track record? I, you know, hopefully so. Yeah, I really like how this is one minute. You know, it's definitely will increase the compliance with your patients because, yeah, because then sometimes when you tell your patients, oh, do the brooder mask for like 10 minutes, and then they just kind of look at you like, oh, okay, so you want me to put that on for 10 minutes? Like, it, they make right. it seem like like I told them for like one hour or something. <laughs> so definitely one minute, it's uh, should increase the compliance with the patients. Right. Patients ask me about the hot compresses and if they've been doing hot compresses. Mm -hmm. And I say, if you're doing it and you're happy with it and you're successful with it, stick with it. Yeah. If you're not, don't elongate the process because mm -hmm. then you're not going to want to do it. It's going to be the end of the evening. You're like, oh, 10 minutes. I got to do this and that. Like, don't just do your one minute done deal done with it. Yeah. So who should be using the new lid system? So is this device meant for all kinds of dry eye patients, including those that are experiencing mild dry eye symptoms to those that have chronic dry eye symptoms? So my opinion is that anyone with any degree of of my bone gland disease mm -hmm. should start using this. So one of the things I think in, in our industry that's very underdiagnosed is early my gland disease. Yep. You know, pushing on the lids, making sure glands are open. Because, you know, we're seeing that again in, in younger and younger age groups, the glands are closing. That's, there's a study that came out of Duke that the Apriya Gupta did that showed that 47% of kids under 17 in their study were already having some gland closure. Mm -hmm. And again, a lot of that is due to the screen time, lack of blinking, you're not drawing the oil out of those glands. And so if you start to see some glands closed, you should introduce the concept to the patient. They may not buy in now, 
and but they may buy in next year or the year mm -hmm. after. You know, I, I recruit a lot of patients into new lids because I've been telling this, them to scrub their lids for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And some of them are finally getting it. So sometimes it takes a while. You keep reminding, keep reminding year after year, and then they start to become more symptomatic and then they buy in. So the goal is to try to start it early, try to start them earlier before they have a lot of gland closure. So, you know, so anybody with closed glands should start on the Newlitz device, um, and which is probably a good percentage of the population. You know, we, you know, by various estimates, 30% of the population has dry eye. Um, Dr. Lemp's study showed 86% of those have MGD. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, roughly 30%, 30, almost 30% of the population has MGD. And so, you know, a lot of people, if treated early, perhaps could prevent those long-term sequelae. You know, the patients we see that come in, that they're a mess. All their glands are closed. They're miserable. Their lids are thick, red, swollen. And you know it's just going to be really hard to undo this 10 or 20 years of, of mm -hmm. neglect. So, again, starting early, I think, is super important. Yeah. One thing, it's only time I think of MGD. I think of using heat, right? So how is this a little bit different from like brooder mass? Like, you know, like, as we said, like all doctors, as we, any like cl uh, clogged glands, we think of like, okay, you need to start applying heat. Have you thought about like implementing like heat in your products at all? It's been, it's under consideration. Okay. It's yeah. been under consideration. Yeah. Yeah. So, so versions does actually, there was a thought with that with the initial version as well too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some thoughts on that, um, that, you know, perhaps if we could warm the lids, but you'd have to warm them to that, that 43 degree melting point. Yeah. So it'd have to be a pretty decent warming. Mm -hmm. um, but would that add to the efficacy of this? Perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did a small trial that started pre-COVID and ended when I finished my, when we opened our office back up again. Yeah. And it was in the office, we were comparing new lids to lippy flow, thermal pulsation, mm -hmm. to the combination of the two. And we did some of the same parameters as far as, you know, dry eye um, testing that I did during new lids two trial. And in a nutshell, the, the numbers were, we didn't have great numbers just because of the COVID crisis. But in a nutshell, I still reported this at, at ASCRS in a, in a poster. Our results were a little bit better than the lippy flow results, but the two combination were even better. Mm -hmm. So, it, so they, they worked together uh, synchronously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they worked well together. Um, <laughs> such that, you know, the, if you compare some of the current, in office treatments that people are so used to have in their practices, we would work very well. The new ones would work very well in conjunction with those. Again, going back on with the, the dental model, you know, you go in every six months or so and get your teeth cleaning. And if you went home and didn't brush your teeth for the next six months and went in just to get a cleaning, yeah, you'd be pretty, pretty a, a mess. So the goal is to go in, see your practitioner, and if they have the you know, micro exfoliation, if they have a thermal pulsation device, do those therapies and send the patient home with something that you know they'll use every day, not something that's going to be on the shelf when they come back to see you the next time. 
So mm-hmm. it's all can be very nicely integrated together to get you know a, a good model for the patient. But having something that they can take home and use at home that you're more assured that they'll use at home, I think it's just so important because they go home and just don't do anything. And speaking of integration, um, like we all know that the Tear Film and Ocular Surface Society, so TFOS, they have created the Dry Eye Workshop or Do's 2 that reflects advances in our understanding, diagnosis, treatment, and management of dry eye disease. So in your opinion, at what stage in the Do's 2 dry eye disease recommendations should new lids system be used? Very early, very yeah. early. So early, you know, signs and symptoms, certainly signs, you know, again, of, of blepharitis MGD. Um, and, you know, symptoms of patients come in and they're symptomatic of dry eye and you're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, lid disease, you know, this, it should be started just really, really early to prevent the, the long-term sequelae. Um, similar to um, you know the, the dental model that you we, we floss so you don't lose your teeth in 20 years and similar sort of thing or in California I think people have Botox early so they don't get their crow's feet down the road mm-hmm. so so similar sort of thing is is getting um, you know getting the glands continue them working keep them working because if they're starting to close you're going to get more and more closure over a period of time. So is it worth one minute a day not be miserable with dry eye? Yeah, it, it is, but it's just a matter of educating patients as such. Yeah. But, but dry eye is getting to be such a hot topic. People have heard about it more. The public has heard about it a whole lot more. And people are bothered by it more, especially with the with mask on now. Mm-hmm. So the masks are horrible with drying eyes. You just see it just blows right up. We're seeing so much dry eye now, more so with masks during the, the, the COVID crisis now than before. And um, so, you know, starting early is I think just mm-hmm. instrumental with, with this. Yeah, for sure. And education, I mean, how, how, often, how often have you discussed with a patient that their oil glands are blocked and they're like, what? <laughs> I didn't know I had any oil glands there. It's probably almost 100% of the time when you yeah, bring yeah. it up with patients, they've never heard of it before. And so just, you know, educating that the patient and starting early. And again, they may not buy in right away, but if you just keep bringing it up and they start thinking, well, he brought that up last year, so it must really be something wrong. And giving them a brochure that describes it so they can research it a little bit more. Or just even explaining that once that gland atrophies, that's it, there's no coming back, right? Yeah, so that's, that's not... so that's crucial. I tell patients that once they're closed for a long period of time, yeah. they die off and you don't get them back. You don't get them. Yeah. And they go, okay, how much is this device? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, re- they really buy in at that point. That's, that's a really big um, you know, convincing factor for patients, the, the long-term. Yeah. That's like such a common um, comment that all the dry eye experts we talk to about how education is so important. You tell them, you tell your patients the same thing every year. And then they always tell you the next year, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. And I'm like, but we told you last year. year So yeah, education, all that stuff is super important. Um, But with using the device, it's recommended that you use, you know, a thick lubricant gel product or a foam or a spray or oil when using the device to help clean the eyelids. So 
in your opinion, are there any specific brands of gel drops or sprays you recommend for this part of the process? What I found most effective is a gel drop. So okay. um, cur currently my go-to has been a hypochlorous acid type gel. And I think that's been real effective. I mean, one could, if you're really suspicious of a Demodex, you know, be using a tea tree or product. Um, some patients are not tolerable with either of those. And there are a number of gel artificial tears that I think are, are helpful. Um, okay. I, we, I tried some foams in some of my earlier trials. The foams just didn't stick on the product well enough. And I think yeah. that it decreased, decreased comfort for the patients and then again, decreased compliance. So I think a gel type product is the best. Mm -hmm. That said, we have a new gel coming to the market for our product. Oh, okay. That's been a project I've been working on for uh, almost two years now because my, my thought was that most of the gels that are out there, they're good at killing bugs, but they don't regenerate or revitalize the lid or skin. And so I came up with a, a gel that we're going to be launching in two weeks. And Ooh. it will be a gel that you can apply on the new lids device. You can use it independently as well, too, if you wanted to, if you can't tolerate the device. But it will be more naturopathic than what's currently out there. Because uh, basically the hypochlorous acid products are, are dilute bleach. And mm -hmm. so some of the active ingredients in our new gel, number one will be pomegranate seed extract. Really good antioxidant properties to that used in dermatologic products all the time. Jojoba oil, very good soothing, again, used on derm for hydration. And one of the really the cool ones is Norwegian spruce sap extract. Very popular in Europe, mm -hmm. and it's been around for decades, if not centuries. They've used it for a long time. The Norwegian spruce sap oil has really good skin rejuvenation. They use it on burn victims in Europe, and it just regenerates skin. It has anti-carcinogenic properties. Um, it has really good antimicrobial properties, especially against staph. Really good against MRSA bacteria. So the new gel, again, will be very naturopathic and very soothing to the skin. It just feels really good. Um, we had an initial batch that we trialed on a number of patients, and I used it myself for a while. And again, I tested everything on myself. Didn't do it on the dogs, though, but I did this one on myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the people we tried it on loved it. We had this one male patient came in after he had used it for two weeks and just wanted more and more and more and more. And we couldn't give him any more, so he's real anxious <laughs> for this, this this to come out. So we will launch. Uh, we're shooting for December first, um, and okay. that will again. And it comes in a nice bottle that that comes out really in a nice controlled fashion. You get a nice little dollop on there, and we're really excited about that new product. So I know Newlids right now it's available in the states. Do you know yes. when the Newlids device will be approved and available to the eye care professionals in Canada? We are working on that. So that yeah. is a work in progress. Yes, yes. The, the uh, Canadian regulatory is, is a challenge as yes. most <laughs> regulatory are. We so know that too. Yeah. <laughs> so we are working on that and have been working on that for, for some time. Um, we will be launching in the United Kingdom in a very short period of time, less than a month. Okay. Um, we are we're in Australia, we're in New Zealand. Um, we yeah. just started in Malaysia recently. So we have a lot of interest oh. around the world for yeah. our product. We've got a, a big group in Japan that is anxious to start with our product once the, the COVID, you know, kind of slows yeah. down a little bit. And um, 
yeah, so we're real excited about you know, spreading this as, as far and wide as we can. We do have a lot of like international listeners on our podcast, oh, so yeah. it's good, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So if the international listeners have an interest and if they yeah. want to contact the company, please do so. Yeah. And then, you know, if the, we can make arrangements that they have particular distributors that they work with, you know, mm-hmm. please have them contact us and, and we have our, our ways to, to, you know, work through that, you know, as best we can, but yeah. it just, it all um, takes time. Yes. It takes time, oh, yeah. but we're doing our best. We're doing our best. <laughs> yeah. And then, Deepon, do you want to share some other exciting information about what we can offer any of our listeners if they're interested in in digging their hands into a little new lids devices? <laughs> yeah. So, if any of our listeners are interested in purchasing one of these, you will get twenty dollars off your purchase um, by clicking a link that will have um, on the episode and even on our website. We'll have it everywhere and um, we'll let our listeners know where they can find that link. And then our code is going to be 4eyes20. So F-O-U-R-E-Y-E-S-2-0. You'll get that $20 off this awesome, awesome device for those who have uh, dry eyes. We're really excited about it. And so, John, we pretty much, um, we got amazing answers on all of the questions that we had about the Newlids device and the company in general. But now I think it's time to really go into what we think about the product. (laughs) I love the fact that it's handheld. First of all, Mm -hmm. this gives me a lot more control versus even like um, a lid scrub with the wipes. I feel like the wipes are really slippery and they just end up Mm-hmm. I just moisturized my entire face with that lid wipe, basically. Um, <laughs> so this device was definitely <laughs> a lot easier to control, but this just felt like a good lid massage in general. It just made my eyes feel more awake, more clean, fresh after I used it. And I've used it for about four days in a row. I, I, I use it a little bit more often. So four days in a row, I use it twice a day, morning and evening. And my eyes felt really comfortable. But I, I can imagine that a patient with MGD, blepharitis, demodex would feel even better because they have all those barriers to visual comfort. So I use mine with, uh, I use the Sustain, the Preserve Free on mine. Um, it felt really good on my eye. I actually had my Sustain Preserve Free in the fridge before. So it actually kind of worked both ways. It was helping my dry eyes and also helped with depuffing my eyelids. Um, yeah, um, it was great. A minute went by so fast. I was like literally putting it in. I would watch my shows and yeah, it was done in a minute and my eyes felt pretty good after. Um, I've been using it for about two and a half week now, trying to do it consistently every day. Um, in Alberta, it is getting cold now. Our, our temperature is dropping. So it's very, very dry here. Nine out of 10 patients complain of dry eyes. Like that's how bad it is here. So definitely I, I realize like I'm using, normally I would use a preserve free artificial tears about four times a day. 
now I'm noticing I'm kind of using it maybe too. So it is definitely making a, a difference. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see where this takes me long term. And I agree with Amrit and Rav. Um, I've been using the product for about uh, two weeks as well. Mm -hmm. And I like how it looks like a toothbrush because I put it next to my electric toothbrush and it reminds me like, oh yeah, let me just clean my lids. Um, So I love that. I also like the safety features that we were talking about before because when I first used it, I did press too hard and it stopped. And then I thought it stopped working, but then I was like, oh, it's because I'm being a little bit too aggressive with what I'm doing. So I like that. And I like how it's timed because truly like it only takes a minute. Yeah. It's so efficient. It's so fast. And just like what Rav said, it goes by really quickly and yeah, yeah it's so easy to do every day. So definitely, definitely good. I was just going to throw in that I did try both methods of how mm-hmm. um, the new lids device is supposed to be used. So I did try to evert my lower lid out a little bit, the lower lid margin, very easy, especially since I have big open eyes. Um, That was really easy to use. The upper lid was very tricky. So I did the alternative method by just uh, closing the eyelid and rubbing it in that way. Work wonders. Actually, so I had my tech do it do it to me and I did it to her and then I did it to my dad and another tech. So like we were all doing it in office um, yesterday after work, after everybody left, we had patients leave early. So we were all messing around with it. It was fun. Yeah. We had a new lids party. (laughs) We did. We had a new lids party. (laughs) It felt really good too. Like I liked using the gel. It's like a, it's like a little lid massage. It was. Yeah. Felt like a massage. Um, the only comment was the heat. And so it's, I mean, I'm glad that you guys are thinking about the heat as well. Um, mm-hmm. but, but we really liked it. But yeah, I think we did it on four people in total <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, one of the other things that we're working on is that is the, the, the shell. Yeah. We've got the clear shell and that was the initial design. And yeah. we kind of ran it by some people early on and people kind of liked the clear I started not liking it after a while. I figured we need colors. We need to be have more colors with this. So I actually took what 12 units that were weren't working and in my driveway painted them 12 different colors, different blues, different shades of pink and and then I surveyed probably 50 patients which colors you liked better. And so we're hopefully going to come out with some color alternatives as well too in the foreseeable future and it may be sort of a a shell that will sort of fit over the top of your Mm -hmm. device um and so the so you know the most popular colors number one was a blue a shade of blue Mm -hmm. um and then that's what i was thinking of too yeah Yeah. lavender and a white okay is this gonna make dry eye therapy just more fun for the patient this cute little device yeah I wanted to point out one other really good thing about this device. It is rechargeable. It comes with, um, you know, a lot of the reusable brushes um, Mm -hmm. in the, you know, pack as well. So they're spending quite a bit of money for this treatment, but it is worth it in the long run because, um, you know, it's going to last them a long time since the battery is rechargeable and they don't have to purchase a new device every couple of months. 
And then the one family can use it as well, right? If you have a family of four people, you just replace the silicone lid. So it's not, you're not contaminating um, and you have your own new lid and then the whole family can use it and the whole family gets dry eye treatment. I think it would be great for any optometrist or ophthalmologist listening who you know, know some patients that would benefit from this device to even get one themselves and do a trial in office to just show them, you know, how comfortable, how easy it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the timer that goes on, push the push a little bit of pressure and you see that it turns off, demonstrate all these things to the patient and it, the device will sell itself. It, it really is something that feels really comfortable on the eyes. And I think they would benefit from it. Definitely. Yes, as, as you mentioned, it, it takes a little bit of use to mm-hmm. understand the safety. And mm-hmm. you, you guys, I, I can tell you all, you get it now. Mm-hmm. But it, doesn't, it doesn't take long to get it to realize that the thing is, it, it's safe and you know, mm-hmm. very effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we are very excited for our listeners and then our future patients to get their hands on these and try them out themselves um, and feel better with their dry eye symptoms. And we're also excited to see the future products that New Sight Medical is just going to bring out and change the course of dry eye therapy. And mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on today, John. Thank you for the entire team. Yeah, thank you all for allowing me to, to talk to you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right, good night. Thank you to everyone for listening to Four Eyes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating to give us feedback on how we're doing. You can also check us out on Instagram at Four Eyes Optum for more content. Look out for new episodes every Wednesday. So until then, stay tuned. Stay tuned.